When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've been meaning to talk about this for a while, and I'm finally ready to talk about it, so here's what it's like working for the Disney Channel. Hi, I'm Madison Malone-Kircher. And I'm Rachel Hampton, and you're listening to I See Why I'm I. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. Rachel, do you ever think about a path you didn't take in life? How one decision can just change your future forever? I'm sorry, is this that one poem that ends up on Instagram all the time where it's too path and a yellow wood or some shit that what one poem do you mean robert frost i was gonna i knew his first name was robert but i couldn't get the last name yes yes i am thinking about two roads that have diverged in yellow wood and i took the one less traveled and that has made all the difference <laughs> there we go today i'm thinking about how different my life would have been if i had started the princess diaries was that an option presented to you am i missing some deep lore <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but that's basically the argument made by one former Disney Channel legend, Christy Carlson Romano, in a now viral YouTube video that I have watched like 15 times. Sometimes people are like Christy Romano, Anne Hathaway. They're the same person. I can assure you that we are not. But Isn't the kind of crux of that video? I've heard about this video from you so many times because all you keep saying is she didn't even audition. <laughs> yeah, and that has made all the difference. <laughs> On the show today, though, we are going to be talking with Vanity Fair staff writer Chris Murphy about his recent profile of one Christy Carlson Romano, the former Disney Channel star who has recently re-entered the spotlight as a kind of prominent YouTuber. We'll talk to Chris about what it was like talking to her, mm-hmm. how her YouTube presence fits into the broader YouTube landscape, and what's changed about her life since uh, growing up Stevens, even Stevens? Growing up in the Disney machine. But first... Who is Christy Carlson Romano? Well, if you missed it, I would like to know more about your childhood. But Romano's career started relatively early in her life, as in at the age of six, (laughs) she began acting. But most people in the millennial, zillennial generation became aware of her when she starred in the Disney Channel's Even Stevens opposite one Shia LaBeouf. What are you doing back there? Um, just hanging out. How could you? I have a reputation at school. Well, not anymore. How am I supposed to show my face there again, hmm? May I suggest plastic surgery? Ha ha ha. This is a new low. Even for you, Lewis. She's also the voice of Kim Possible. What are you eating? Taco meets nacho. I call it the Naco. I call it gross beyond reason. Do you want some? <laughs> Iconic. And she appeared in the Disney Channel original film slash uh, queer text, Cadet Kelly with Hilary Duff. I'm sorry. Did I accidentally snatch this ratty old thing away from you? In my experience, people don't snatch accidentally. And it's not ratty. It is now. And keep it out of my bed! 
would you do something like that? Oh, <laughs> my bad. You must be Captain Stone. Hmm. You're on my list. Maggot. Even Stevens premiered in the year 2000, just to give you a little, little bit of context for when Christy Carlson Romano's Disney career really blew up. But as so happens with child stars, she kind of just faded away. Until very recently, when her YouTube videos started going viral with headlines like, why I no longer talk to Shia LaBeouf. Everybody always asks me this question, if we're still in touch, if we're still friends. To be honest, I don't even really know if we were ever really friends, but we were co-workers. We had this sort of like very good on-screen chemistry. People assumed that we were in real life. Or how alcohol almost ruined my life. Or how Katy Perry got my record deal. Honestly, how could you not click? I did, and so did a lot of other people, including our guest, Vanity Fair's Chris Murphy. After the break, we're going to get into all of that with Chris. Why Christy Carlson Romano is having a resurgence, her life after childhood stardom, and how she became something of a YouTube evil genius. Plus, if you stick around to the bitter end, you'll get to hear me rap. When danger comes, just know that I am on my way. We have a special announcement for you today. This year marks the 25th anniversary of Slate, and for a limited time only, we're offering our annual Slate Plus membership at $25 off. As a member, you'll get no ads on any of our podcasts, including this one, unlimited reading on the Slate site, and member-exclusive episodes and segments from shows like Slow Burn, Amicus, and The Political Gap Fest. For the past quarter century, Slate has been covering all the major news events, from elections to social issues to historic court decisions to the time we explained why TikTok loves Song of Achilles. Our podcasts have debated if things are sexist, named the best summer songs, and explained the latest TikTok trends. If we become a part of your listening routine, we ask that you support our work by joining Slate Plus. Sign up for Slate Plus at slate.com slash plus to keep us going for another 25 years. Again, we're giving you $25 off an annual membership through October 31st. So sign up now at slate.com slash ICYMI plus. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. In 2007, TV network CBS dropped 40 kids in the middle of the New Mexico desert as part of a brand new reality show. These kids would have to build their own society from scratch. And if this sounds like Lord of the Flies to you, well, it was meant to. We were on this mission together, and we were going to prove to the world that we could make a better society than adults could. I'm Josh Gwynn, and I want to know what this wild TV experiment was really about. Split Screen, Kid Nation, a six-part podcast from CBC. Available now. Okay, we are back. Today we are joined by Chris Murphy, a staff writer at Vanity Fair, who recently wrote a story about the Romanescence, as I've been calling it, the YouTube <laughs> renaissance of Christy Carlson Romano. Chris, we're so excited you're here. Wow, that's amazing. Romanescence, I haven't heard that. The Renaissance Romanescence, I love it really works. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's there's only one appropriate question to open up this conversation, and it is, in fact, what is the sitch with Christy Carlson Romano? <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I you'd think having talked to her on the phone for, you know, the better part of an hour, I'd have a better uh, answer to that. She seems great. She seems like she loves Austin. And she seems genuinely really happy with the path and the road that she is walking down those wooded hills of Austin. She like, she's really she seems really happy with uh, uh, the YouTube channel and where she's headed, which is a really beautiful thing in a way. So you did the little Kim Possible beat, but we must ask, what's your history with Christy Carlson Romano? Did you grow up watching her? No, so it's so funny because I literally, that was my black, remember Blackberries? That was my Blackberry ringtone. Like, I was one of those kids. Oh. Like, I loved Kim Possible so much that I had, and I, it was really cool, honestly. People were, like, very yeah. impressed whenever my phone went off. <laughs> I would have um, been impressed if you brought that out. <laughs> like, in high school, like, well after, you know, the Kim Possible era. But, yeah, I will say I always had sort of a fascination with I was going to say Kim Possible with Christy Carlson Romano and the roles <laughs> that she played. Um, Ren Stevens and Kim and Cadet Kelly. She always sort of like occupied this space as sort of like a really smart, tough, sort of like no nonsense chick that you didn't really find on Disney Channel. She liked to read books. She was like kind of a nerd and that was kind of cool, but she was pretty and she could sing really well. And like, as, as Madison knows, we go way back. I'm a big musical theater guy. Big musical <laughs> I was going to say, she's the dream. She got to go to Broadway after all that. She got to go to Broadway after all that. And she got, to, you know, and I used to see that commercial of her as Belle in <laughs> Beauty and the Beast play over <laughs> and over again. Um, So I was really... I thought she occupied sort of like an interesting space in the Disney landscape for me that I couldn't really, you know, that Lindsay wasn't doing and Hillary wasn't doing. The girls weren't doing it like Christy Carlson Romano back in the early aughts, okay? Um, so I was definitely a fan going into it. But, you know, I definitely, before the YouTubes came back, wasn't really paying attention to what she was up to. <laughs> All right, pop quiz. We went to the moon in. Uh, what is 1969? We went. To the moon in 1969, um, not 1968, but a year later. That is, of course, Christy Carlson Romano singing about the moon landing in the iconic musical episode of Even Stevens. She even sang a little bit of it for me. And we went to the moon. And then, of course she did. Good. Of course she did. <laughs> of, course that's she what did. She, of course she did. She wants, she wants it all back. I think she also wants it all back. Oh, say a little bit more about that. Well, 
I could tell that there were some moments in her career where, or there's some regrets. I think not even regrets. That's pretty, maybe too strong a word, but she looked back on some sort of difficult moments. She was left off of not to bring up Vanity Fair again. Vanity Fair had a sort of an iconic <laughs> cover. The It into, Girls. The It Girls. We've all seen it. It's pink. It has Amanda Bynes. It has Raven Simone. It has Hilary Duff. It has both Olsen twins. Big get. Um, <laughs> and, Christy was left off that cover. So, uh, and she, she was the one who brought it up. I wasn't even going to bring that up because I didn't really even know that she cared. And she was like, look, I'm not salty about being left off the cover, but all of those women, all those girls who are now women, uh, were sort of gifted an empire of their choosing after being on that cover and sort of got to sort of live out their career dreams. And she didn't really exactly get that. Um, uh, and I do think she, she feels like only just now by entering the YouTube space and by sort of forging her own path, if you will, that she's getting a taste of what they sort of got immediately after doing that cover and, you know, in those years preceding. And I think she's grateful that, you know, for some of those women, you know, the world was really rough and the media was really rough to them and life was tough. So I do think she has perspective and she's like, she's got a, you know, a husband, two kids, you know, stable family life in Austin, Texas. And I think she appreciates that. But I do also think there's, a, for at least from talking to her for a, a little while, there was you know, what could have, what could have been, you know, there's those questions, which are natural. Well, I feel like this is a good segue to talk about the YouTube video that hooked me finally (laughs) into subscribing to her channel, which was, hold on, I need to find the exact wording because no one does a clickbait headline (laughs) like Christy Carlson Romano. They put a lot of analytics into that. (laughs) I, we are going to talk about that because I have come away from all of this, just convinced she's a genius. (laughs) I didn't think that was going to be my takeaway when I started digging into the world of CCR, but... <laughs> well, the world of CCR, God, that's a good time. <laughs> I'd watch that show. Yeah, not to be the confused with Green Clearwater Revival, very different. Uh, <laughs> no, but the video in question is entitled, How I Lost Princess Diaries to Anne Hathaway. I had a feeling you were so, going to say that. <laughs> immediate click. Immediate click. <laughs> it's sort of these, like, Fantasia, like, what-if fugue states that she goes on that are so in- incredible to watch. Sometimes, you know, the center doesn't hold. You're, you're, you're given a video mm-hmm. with a title, and then the premise, yes. we don't deliver on what the premise is. Uh, yep. And Even Steven's of- taping ran long, and she didn't make it to her audition. And because of that... <laughs> She was not the titular princess, and her life did not change. And she doesn't have an Oscar now, and we can track all of that. Did y'all see the Britney Spears one? Like, that is the one that really sums up, the one that is describing what y'all are (laughs) talking about, which is that... I went in thinking, oh, she knows Britney Spears. And then 10 minutes later, I'm just like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah, it's so crazy. It's so, I mean, it's it's so, it's funny. And it's honestly, it's so smart. Guess who was trending all last week because of the conservatorship hearings? Britney Spears. Guess who we get a video about? Britney Spears. Is there really sort of any specific take story that goes with, you know, Chrissy Carlson Romano and Britney Spears? Absolutely not. No. Rachel, you brought up an interesting point that, Chris, I want to talk to you about from your piece, which is you said, Rachel, that it's a 10-minute video. This is important, right, Chris? Yeah, that is uh, by design. (laughs) Uh, So the minimum length of time that 
a video on YouTube can include mid-roll ads. So you know when you're like watching a YouTube video and just an ad pops up and you didn't really even know it was going to pop up? The video has to be, the YouTube video that you're watching has to be 10 minutes for that to happen. Very specifically, all of our videos are 10 minutes and two seconds, 10 minutes and nine seconds if you're really lucky, you know, 10 minutes and one second. And she's very forthcoming about this. She says, yeah, that's very intentional. She is a full marketing genius. But so this isn't, this era of Chrissy Carlson Romano's YouTube career is not her like first foray into it. And I'm curious as to whether you could kind of describe the differences between her first YouTube videos and what we are now describing, which are these 10 minute walk through the Austin Woods (laughs) moments. Yeah. So the YouTube channel actually started as a cooking show. Um, It was like in the kitchen with Christy Carlson Romano, and she would specifically invite uh, other Disney stars. And by stars, I do mean sort of people that you'd recognize, be like, what's their name again? You know, Uh, and she she said in our phone call that uh, she invites she invited a lot of Disney stars and sort of end Nickelodeon stars and just former child stars. And a lot of them said no, because they weren't really, they're trying to distance themselves from that era of their lives. They're not really ready to look back and sort of confront, you know, what had to be. And absolutely, I have to imagine, must have been sort of a tricky, hard, you know, sometimes really great, sometimes really bad period of their life. Um, So yeah, it's funny because it started out as a way more produced, you know, production of a cooking show. And what they discovered, I mean, the pandemic, bam, hit, can't do that, can't have guests, you know. And then the whole show had to just be totally reconceived. And it turns out that actually what hits, you know, in our TikTok age is just, you know, a, a woman walking and talking about the past directly to camera. Chris, what would you say was like the chief emotion you were feeling towards Christy while having this conversation? And was it different than what you thought you were going to feel coming in? Yeah, I don't know. The first word that came up is, and I guess this might uh, say something because I don't feel this all the time, but empathy. I just sort of felt for her in a way, hearing about all these experiences and hearing, you know, her sheer excitement. I mean, she took the phone call while she was getting her hair done to do the cover of Austin Life magazine. And she was like, I'm going to be on the cover. She was so excited. And as we all sort of, I think the internet knows, the internet can be a cruel place. You know, culture has changed a lot in the last 20 years, 10 years, 10 minutes even. And we're all looking at these videos and we're we're definitely kind of laughing. And I think that's okay. I think they are funny. She knows. She knows. And she knows that we're laughing. And it's and while it might sometimes feel like we're laughing at her, I do think we're actually laughing with her because I do think she's in on the joke and she she understands um, where she is and she's happy to be there. Like, I do think she's genuinely thrilled at this moment that she's arrived at. And I'm happy to be there with her. But it came with a lot of bumps along the road and a lot of disappointments and heartbreaks and, you know, not getting things, which is a, an experience that I, I certainly don't like. I don't like to not get things. <laughs> um, so Same. I do think uh, empathy and a little like, you can take the child out of the star, but you can't take the star out of the child. Like she's still, <laughs> at the end of the day, she still, you know, had that experience and is that person. And there is there is a little like a uh, how how real can this even get when you're talking to a person whose upbringing was sort of completely unreal at least in regards to like what I think of as reality. <laughs> um, and I will say we did get we got somewhere. That's sort of where I landed too, Rachel. You? 
I did go into the entire Romanesans being like, why is she doing so much clickbait? What's going on here? I mean, I love mess, so I was going to support it anyway. But <laughs> exactly. then I read your piece and I was like, oh, it's not just mess. Like, it's it's a bit, just a bit of mess, but like, it's compelling. And at the core of the mess is something that I can empathize with, which is my favorite kind of mess. One thing I do think we should talk about as we're talking about Christy Carlson Romano is that a lot of child stars, former child stars, aren't able to thrive as adults because of the very nature of the childhoods that they lived. Exactly. Because of the nature of the childhoods they had and because of the nature of celebrity and entertainment in general. It, you know, it chews you up and it spits you out. And that's sort of what Christy Carlson Romano was saying happened to her. And that's why I think she's really enjoying and reveling. And I'm actually really happy for her that she's having this moment in the sun again, because I think she thought she was spit out never to return again by the industry. And that's in our, you know, in our newfound age of content creation where, you know, we're the directors and the writers and the camera people and the sound people. You can make yourself relevant again if you're willing to go there. So we have these videos from Christy, which are sort of extremely ridiculous, where she doesn't deliver anything. And those are some of like the more clickbaity ones. But the the videos I find actually very compelling are the ones where she does have like heft to what she's saying when she talks about like, I have been sober for five years. Here's what alcohol did to my life. Or I was a really wealthy child star and I have no financial literacy at 18 and I blew a million dollars in a year. Yeah. Or the one where a psychic scammed her out of $60,000 just because that because that is a real thing. That straddles the line. That's sort of in between. But I did also find that one um, fascinating as well. It's funny that you mentioned the sobriety one because that came out the day before we chatted. Um, So we did talk about that one a lot. And it is real and it is it does sort of get into her experience, you know, leaving Hollywood, starting at Barnard, feeling sort of out of place, you know, away from Hollywood, but not wanting to be there and and whatnot. And she does have, you know, emotional. She is, you know, a, a, a smart woman who has the power and the she's willing to go there with herself. And when there's a place to go, she's willing to go there. And with her sobriety journey, you know, that's a real road that she's traveled that she's still walking down. Does she sometimes walk down roads that really there's no path there? Like with Brittany and with <laughs> Anne Hathaway and with Katy Perry? Of course. But the weird, the interesting thing, and I think the reason why I think a lot of us keep clicking is because sometimes she'll really sort of like lay it all out on the line and say, yeah, I I absolutely struggled with, you know, alcohol addiction as, you know, a person leaving the industry and making my way through New York as a college student. Yeah, I absolutely made all this money and had no idea what to do with it. I will say for every video that's like, clickbait, here are my random musings on Britney Spears. <laughs> there is something that actually delivers on the promise of the title, I would say. I do find it interesting also that she still, to this day, is shilling for the Disney Corporation. Like, she loves the mouse. She wants to go back to the mouse. Like, every time she scooches right up to that line where you think, oh, are you going to say something, like, grating and bad about your childhood in the Disney Corporation. And then she's like, but I still love Disney. Disney's great. She loves the mouse house. She wants to be back in that house. She wants to be back in that mouse house. And I do think she's not alone in that. Like some of these other girls, Selena and Miley, they've sort of spoken out against the mouse house in a more visceral ways, but then they always end up walking it back in one way or another, which I think is interesting. It says something about sort of Disney Corporation and overlords, which I do think is And the conditioning of being a child star. Like, truly, 
and we, we sort of laugh at these videos, right? These clickbaity by 9-11 story, Katy Perry stole my record career. Like, that's very funny and easy to mock, but when you're 10 years old <laughs> and, you know, your income is like paying your family's mortgage and like get being on good terms with Disney execs is like, what's going to set you up for the rest of your life? You can't, unwiring that is hard work, if not impossible. Yes, if not impossible. And I do think she does have a lot of love for like that. I mean, it is her literal life. That was her whole life, right? It was Disney and these corporations. And I do feel like she, I will say, I do feel that she feels that she was treated fairly by Disney. She actually sort of went on a longer tangent that sort of made it a little bit into the profile about how Nickelodeon did not treat its actors and its child stars as well as Disney. They did not. They took advantage of them. They hired non-union. There was not sort of the infrastructure uh, there to protect child stars, she insinuated, about Nickelodeon as opposed to Disney. And I do think that she is nostalgic, as many of us. I'm nostalgic for my theater camp. I can't imagine how nostalgic I would be (laughs) if I were a literal Disney Channel star and how much part of me would want to go back there. So I think that's a very human um, emotion and a very human impulse. And I also think there is, you know, not to bring up a whole other thing, there's money in the banana stand, you know, there's like Disney is rebooting and doing Raven's home. Right. So, and we talked a little bit about that, about that. And so now Raven's getting, you know, a second chance and people, you know, reboots and nostalgia and repackaging and even just making the same thing over and over again is sort of 87% of culture right now. And I think she would like to cash in on that. I also will say I'm not to be like I'm proud of us, but I do think it's it's interesting and it's great that we've gone through we talk so much about her without once really saying the name Shia LaBeouf and sort of like even like wow. mentioning <laughs> that that I think her probably her first big video or first big YouTube video I think that really hit was like why I don't speak to Shia LaBeouf and honestly I think we were all curious about that I think that is something that we all wanted to know just given how you know how high he soared and how quickly and deeply he fell. So I think that's an interesting aspect to it. And I'm and it, it's also these are things that she did not have to share. She doesn't have to share and she's just like opening her book of secrets and letting <laughs> and letting out <laughs> the secrets when she has them to let out. It's like come stay at the pages children. <laughs> Cynically that one's uh like such an obvious secret, secret, quote unquote. The, wo- the woman has not actually spilled any tea a- at <laughs> all. Like not, 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 not a hot tea, not iced tea, not a tea bag in sight. I mean, being on the record as Shia and I didn't get along and we don't talk now is like, ah, yes. Cool. Wow. Yeah. What a, a shocker. You're not going to get a blog post out of that one. You know, there's no, <laughs> there's no news story there. But I think as someone who loves performance and loves to watch especially actresses and women you know talk about their lives and their experiences I did find it interesting to sort of like get her to see her talk about Shia LaBeouf was interesting even if she wasn't saying anything that was particularly compelling Chris this was great thank you so much for joining us today on the show oh my god thank you for having me this was a dream this was so fun Once again, that was Chris Murphy. He is a staff writer at Vanity Fair, and uh, we will make sure we link to his delightful profile of the one, the only, Christy Carlson Romano in the show notes. Okay, that is the show. We will be back in your feed on Saturday, so definitely subscribe. It's free. Please leave a rating and review an Apple podcast. Tell your friends about us. Mention us in your Facebook groups. You can also tell us which one of us you like the best on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod, which is also where you can DM us your questions. And as always, you can drop us a note at ICYMI at slate.com. 
ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader. Our supervising producer is Derek John. Forrest Wickman and Allegra Frank are our editors. And Alicia Montgomery is executive producer of Slate Podcasts. See you online. Or on Disney Channel. Honestly, I don't remember that episode, but do you know what I do remember? Every single word to the Naked Mole rap. <laughs> you want to give us a taste? We go to Bueno Nacho Chimarito and Anaco. Always grind a size and why not? I'm buying. Rufus in my pocket. You can't stop it. You can't top it. Don't drop it. You might just pop it. Rufus and unstoppable. With our best friend, Kim Possible. We're not afraid of any attack. I say, yo, KP, we got your back. <laughs> You were that? joking. That's I thought, yes, that's Friday's naked mole rat. <laughs> Come on, y'all, let the girly sing. Listen to the naked mole rat. Oh my God, Madison! I thought you were joking. <laughs> every word, every single word. I could learn Cantonese, but instead, I just know this. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, this is Dahlia Lithwick, host of Slate's legal podcast, Amicus. If you're listening to this show, you might be interested in Amicus's live show that we're hosting in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday, May the 14th. My colleague, Mark Joseph Stern, and I will be talking to some amazing guests, including Sherilyn Eiffel and a sitting state Supreme Court justice, all about how originalism, a relatively recently invented way of interpreting the Constitution, has taken over the Supreme Court and radically reshaped the law. It's been doctrinal rocket fuel for the conservative legal movement and facilitated the rolling back of abortion rights, the expansion of gun rights, and the obliteration of the separation of church and state. And as another wildly consequential Supreme Court term careers to its end, the court's originalists are on a tear. But there's something you can do about it. And we hope you'll join us in D.C. on May 14th to explore the possible pathways out of the current situation. Go to slate.com slash amicus live for tickets.